We've also been talking and did on the roundtable about a law put in place during the time Mike Harris was Premier, so that was a long time ago, that was meant to deal with aggress so-called aggressive uh, panhandlers. And there's been terrible difficulties over the years putting laws in place that withstand constitutional challenges because people are saying, look, if someone's going down the street and um, they're hanging around somewhere or they're asking someone for money, this is uh, in that kind of gray zone between their right to just do that and the person's right to walk down the uh, sidewalk, uh, you know, without anybody bothering them or speaking to them or whatever. And uh, Johan Strombergson Denora is the director of appeals at the legal clinic called Fair Change, and they brought a constitutional challenge to that law. And we had uh, we we were going to have him on to explain, um, you know, why they've done that and what the appeal's all about. Johan, good morning. Good morning, John. How are you? Fine, thanks. So maybe you could explain why uh, you have uh, brought this challenge to this law at this time after this law has been on the books and been challenged different times over time. Yeah, so when the uh, Safe Streets Act was first enacted in the early 2000s, there was a lot of immediate criticism for, uh, I mean, essentially, intuitively, it doesn't really make sense to give tickets to people who are begging for money, regardless of the circumstances. Um and there was an initial constitutional challenge, R.N. Banks, which was uh, heard on appeal in 2007. <clears throat> However, in the years since uh, that initial challenge, we've had the opportunity to get a lot more data around how this act has been uh, enforced and its effect on the people that it's enforced against, right? And what we've seen is that the concerns that a lot of people had when the act was enacted have uh, come true, right? The act doesn't really keep people safe. It limits the expression of people who are desperately vulnerable and in need, and it burdens them with fines that make it much harder for them to live their lives. Well, and the fact is, I was hearing the stats the other day that when you say it burdens them with fines uh, because they can't, most of them just aren't paying them anyway. So uh, I, I'm one who believes that laws that are on the books that are sort of either disrespected, not enforced, or that are impossible to enforce, which might include uh, levying fines on people that don't have any money, um, are laws that are going to breed disrespect for the law generally and, and, and therefore should be changed in some way, shape or form, uh, uh, which may be part of what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, I mean, beyond breeding disrespect for the law, I think, again, just anytime I speak to somebody about the Safe Streets Act, the first thing they they tend to say is, well, how are they going to pay the fine if they're uh, you know, begging for money on the street? How are they going to pay a $60 fine for doing that exact thing? So um, ultimately, the law is ineffective. Uh, the name is a misnomer. It doesn't actually make people safer. Um, there's no data to suggest that it has made anyone safer. Um, and it comes at a, a, a terrible burden, primarily to the people that it's enforced against, but then on the back end to the taxpayer who's paying millions of dollars for uh, the enforcement of this legislation, the prosecution of this legislation. And there's never any you know, uh, return on that in, uh, investment, so to speak. Not that that would make the law moral, but you would expect that a law that's targeting this behavior would have some sort of deterrent effect, and it just doesn't. Yeah, I don't even disagree with that. But I, I do, and I, based on our experiences, yours and mine, which are different, but uh, sort of address a lot of these problems uh, in in, in uh, tandem, um, the, the the best solution would be more effective social programs. But absent those for the moment, um, what would you do to uh, address the point made by somebody on the round table just a few minutes ago, which is that people do have the right or should have the right when you'd want to talk about different rights that have to be balanced to walk down the street without someone aggressively interfering with them, you know, whether it's task for money or anything else. 
as far as sorry what they should do but what, what should we do this or? law isn't the right answer what should we do in order to try and have people be able to walk unharassed you know down the street which is something i think most people would think is pretty basic yeah i mean i think that <clears throat> so on the one hand uh, one of the main criticisms of the safe streets act when it first came into uh, effect was that there are already laws that deal with aggressive behavior, right? There are criminal code violations, there are municipal bylaws, there's these sorts of things that that do deal with this behavior. And the Safe Streets Act doesn't really add anything to that, um, uh, what do you call it, I guess, uh, uh, to, to that set of laws, right? <clears throat> to that set of powers. Um, and when you look at the actual way that the Safe Streets Act has been enforced, uh, studies have shown that by and large, the aggressive panhandling provisions are not the provisions that are being enforced. It's generally the provisions that deal with people soliciting folks in traffic or soliciting people who are sort of waiting for transit, that sort of thing. And yeah, I do understand, you know, it can be uh, uncomfortable. You're walking down the street and someone uh, comes up to you and asks you for money in, in sort of uh, maybe an abrasive way. But the reality is we can't discount those social services. I don't think it's fair to, to you know, to say uh, uh, setting, you know, expanded social services aside. The whole point is that we've set those aside for, you know, decades at this point. When Mike Harris came into power before he enacted this law, he cut social welfare by 21.6%, I believe, sending people into situations of precarity where they may end up on the street, where they may end up asking people for change, right? And so if if, if we're able to so callously uh, remove those social benefits, we should also be able to uh, reinstate them or, or bring them back. In All right, some well, we'll way. keep track of this and stay in touch with you, and we uh, appreciate you your time this morning, Johan Strombergson Denora, Director of Appeals at the Fair Change Clinic involved in this constitutional challenge of the, uh, the panhandling law. Thanks very much for your time. Thank you.